0: Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about issues of the day from a biblical perspective, as well as highlights from interviews, conferences, and events. Here's Monty Larrick.
1: Thanks for making Illinois Family Spotlight part of your day. For this edition, timely remarks made by attorney Ann O'Connor During the 2023 Speak Out Illinois Pro-Life Conference in Oak Brook, Ms. O'Connor is the Vice President of Legal Affairs for the National Institute of Family and Life Advocates. She's a champion of the First Amendment right of pregnancy resource centers. And in this segment, Ms. O'Connor calls attention to legislation that attacks the centers with the goal of shutting them down. She explains that the centers are changing hearts one life at a time.
2: So yes, I'm from NIFLA, it's a mouthful. We're a national organization for pregnancy centers, and I know there's a bunch of pregnancy centers here, um, and we love you so much, and we're so privileged to serve you. NIFLA's been around for 30 years. We're celebrating 30 years this year. NIFLA was formed by my boss, Tom Glessner, who saw that pregnancy centers were getting beat up right and left. He was at the Christian Action Council, which then turned into CareNet, and saw there was really a need for some legal assistance for pregnancy centers. So he formed NIFLA. I joined only a couple years later. I've had the privilege to work there for 28 years. And the pregnancy centers were getting beat up back then, and they're getting beat up now. Nothing much has changed. We've definitely improved our services and changed along those lines. So I'm going to talk to you about that want to give you an overview of pregnancy centers, especially post dobs and also encourage you a little bit. So NIFLA, I said, is the legal and medical arm. We provide best practices. We also train. Um, and I know we have some nurses here who have been trained to do ultrasound, and we provide policies and procedures. So centers do things with excellence. Now, Dobbs, not even a year old. Can you believe that? It has rocked our world, right? Do you guys remember where you were when Dobbs came down? I remember both times when the leak came down, I was in bed and my phone was blowing up and I'm like, nah, decisions don't get leaked from the Supreme Court. And then when the decision itself came down, wow. I mean, we are so lucky that we lived through that. I never thought it would happen, did you all? We are privileged that we have seen the reversal of Roe versus Wade. Yeah. So many people work for that before us who didn't get to see this day, so I'm so thankful. But I wasn't anticipating the absolute tidal wave of opposition that would flow from that. It has been non-stop since, and, and in my world, it's mainly attacks against pregnancy centers it has been Nonstop. Every every time I open my email, every time I answer a phone call, I'm waiting for another emergency situation at a pregnancy center. So while Dobbs did change abortion not to be the law of our land federally, it didn't change hearts, and that's our job. We have to change hearts about abortion, and that is so hard. Pregnancy centers do that one life at a time, right? And, and it's hard work. Um, but it reminds me of another big Supreme Court case Brown versus Board of Education, reversed a really egregious Supreme Court decision, Plessy versus Ferguson, 50 years later. It's almost like identical tracking, where the Supreme Court had held separate but equal segregation is constitutional. Like, we look at that and go, what? How could they have said that? There's nothing in the Constitution says that. Well, it took 50 years to reverse, but you know, it didn't change hearts automatically. Rosa Parks was arrested for sitting in a white seat on a bus a year after the Supreme Court held that unconstitutional. The Civil Rights Act didn't get passed for 10 years after. So we have a lot of work ahead. Um, Martin Luther King said, the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends towards justice. And we're on that arc. So Speak Out, Illinois, I love the title. Let's Speak Out. It's getting more costly to speak out, right? Personally, professionally, I've had doctors being investigated by the medical board because they're medical directors at pregnancy clinics. I've had an attorney who intervened because a minor was being forced to have an abortion Be investigated by the ethics committee. They're coming after us every which way. So it's a spiritual battle, you you all know that, and we have a huge enemy, but we also know who wins in the end, right? So let's talk about pregnancy centers. They're awesome. There's more than 2,700 nationwide. The latest statistics we have are from 2019, but they're gathering 2022 statistics, and they'll be published in the next few months, and I'm sure they're going to be even greater. Pregnancy centers provided over 500,000 free ultrasounds to women who were pregnant, who needed to be educated on what was growing in their womb. They provided over 1.5 million diapers, thousands of pregnancy tests, thousands of courses on parenting. There's over 60,000 volunteers who manage and work at daily without a lot of award or reward at pregnancy centers. When I do media interviews, I say that to the reporters. I give them all these statistics how great pregnancy centers are, and then I say, you know what I want you to do? Go to Planned Parenthood. Ask them what they do to help women carry their babies to term, and then come back here and tell me that our pregnancy centers don't care about women. It's the truth. And in Illinois, we know that $8 million uh, of free services have been provided by pregnancy centers to over 50,000 families in Illinois, 5 million of those medical. So you're doing great work, and we have this enemy who, who doesn't like us. It's nothing new. Back in the early 1990s, I was the executive director of the Right to Life League of Southern California and we ran 24 pregnancy centers. And back then, you know, we weren't medical at all. We got sued by someone named Gloria Allred. Anyone know, heard her name? Mm, Yeah. She went to my law school, Loyola Law School, nice Jesuit law school. She sued us for a bunch of things. She sent in fake clients to our centers and she sued us for false imprisonment, intentional infliction of emotional distress, and practicing medicine without a license. And what we were doing back then, it was before the drugstore urine dipstick pregnancy tests, the girl would come in and we'd do a little consultation with her. We'd send her to the lab, she'd leave a urine sample, the lab would send us the results back, and a week later she would come in for her results and we'd hand them to her. And then if it was positive or negative, we'd talk to her about it. The court threw out everything else except for that. They said, right to life, if you're gonna do that, you have to be medical. we're like, really? A simple pregnancy test that we're not even performing, we have to be medical? Yep, if you're giving results, you have to be medical. Plus we had to pay her $40,000 in attorney's fees, which was pretty annoying. But it was a good investment because we sat around the board table going, okay, now what? If we can't do pregnancy tests, women aren't gonna come to us. It was at the time in in the early 90s that ultrasound machines were becoming more available, more affordable. And the national groups, AIUM, AWAN, were given guidelines on how to train people to do ultrasound. We said, well, if we're going to go medical, we're going to do pregnancy tests and we're going to do ultrasound, because ultrasound opens a window to a womb. They can no longer say it's a blob of tissue. So in the late 90s, about 50 of the centers became medical across the country. Now there's over 2,000 medical pregnancy centers Opening windows to the womb every day, making a huge difference. So, I'm planning on going back to a Loyola Law School reunion. I'm going to make sure Gloria is going to be there. I'm going to go right up to her. Gloria, I just want to thank you because what you intended as harm, God intended for good, for the saving of many lives. How many times have we've seen attacks against pregnancy center where they meant to shut us down, used for good. We're doing good work and we can withstand even 1909 coming down against us from the state of Illinois. And they're even admitting, I don't think they meant to admit this, but there was a January 2023 research article in a journal called Contraceptive. So I'm pretty sure they're not on our side. And what they found was pregnancy confirmation is more accessible at pregnancy centers than at abortion clinics. Really? Okay. they went on to say pregnancy centers are more likely to provide same-day appointments. That's our goal. If a woman calls, we want to be there, right? 68% versus 37% at abortion clinics. The pregnancy centers provide free pregnancy testing, 98%, versus at the abortion clinics, only 16% provide free pregnancy testing. And our ultrasounds are free, whereas abortion clinics charge, on average, $162. So their conclusion was, hey, we got to help abortion clinics get on their game and do as well as pregnancy centers so they can confirm pregnancy earlier. This shows that... Pregnancy centers aren't fake medical clinics. We get women early. We get confirmed their pregnancy. We get them into care early. We're helping women. So it was a mistake they published that because we are sure you're going to use that against them. There is another study also that from the Marist Paul also in January that said 91% of Americans support pregnancy centers. You would know that from the media, right? 91%. We need to get that word out. If we're so great, if pregnancy centers are so great, and even Contraception Research Journal says so, why are we under such attack? More than 100 pregnancy centers have been physically attacked since Dobbs, since the leak came down. Some of them firebombed. Many of them vandalized, windows broken, spray painted. If abortion isn't safe, you aren't safe. Across the country, more than 100 pregnancy centers have endured this. Meanwhile, the FBI is saying, yeah, yeah, we're investigating, we're investigating. Meanwhile, we're waiting. Really, over 100 attacks, and you can't arrest anybody? But you go arrest a a father of seven who is praying outside an abortion clinic with his son? You go arrest him? While we have 100 cases pending? mm, something's wrong. Of course, he was acquitted, thank God. Mark Hawk. They did arrest two people in Florida, um, so we can be thankful for that. But meanwhile, any attacks that have happened against abortion clinics, they're right on it. Some crazy loony bin lit a Duraflame log and threw it on top of the roof of a Planned Parenthood. He was arrested within three days. don't tell me, FBI, you can't figure this out. So they've been weaponized. The woman that runs this division of the FBI is on record saying pregnancy centers need to be closed down their fake clinics. So the FBI has been weaponized. There's also all this anti-pregnancy center legislation, not only here in Illinois, that bad, bad bill, the bill is so bad, also, not only because the Attorney General has all this discretion to go after you, but also it gives a private right of action, meaning all these crazy pro boards here in Illinois can say, oh, that center's website is misleading, I'm gonna sue them asking for $50,000. If it passes, it's gonna be a huge annoyance and distraction for pregnancy centers. I'm sure great organizations like Thomas More, Alliance Defending Feed. Freedom and all those are going to be protecting our centers, but it's going to be a huge annoyance. So please, please, please work very hard in lobbying to prevent that from happening. A similar law was passed in Connecticut a couple years ago. We were very nervous about that. You know, what was the attorney general going to do? He, he even was on record saying, if you had in your ad pregnant scared, that was deceptive. So after the law passed, we thought, okay, let's see if he prosecutes anybody. It's been a couple years now. He hasn't prosecuted any center. And he was asked why there have been no prosecutions. And he said, because no one's violating the law. And we're not violating the law. We advertise truthfully and honestly. We don't want women coming to us thinking we're abortion clinics. We want them to know we don't do abortions, but we can do a lot more. And you need all this information before you make a decision.
1: Attorney Ann O'Connor, during the 2023 Speak Out Illinois Pro Life Conference in Oak Brook. After timeout, a few details about court cases that will impact the fight to protect life.
0: With a one-minute look at culture from a Christian worldview, I'm John Stone. Street with the point. Jesus still does pretty well at the box office, not to mention streaming online. The recent movie Jesus Revolution, which tells the story of a 1970s California revival, has so far made double what its critics predicted, grossing over 51 million in domestic ticket sales. In fact, the movie's already grossed more in sales than most of the 2023 Oscar nominees combined. Though guardians of high culture tend to prefer movies that demonize Christianity, Americans seem hungry for something else. John Calvin once pointed out that humans possess an inherent longing for God. That either leads us to superstition and idolatry or to the true God revealed in Christ. Jesus Revolution is just the latest case study of how artful storytelling taps into that longing. The question in any era of human history is not whether we worship, but what we worship. The success of Jesus Revolution reminds us that art can still capture the imagination and affirm our fundamental human desire for God. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street.
1: Thanks for joining Illinois Family Spotlight for this edition. We're highlighting remarks made by attorney ann o'connor during the 2023 speak out illinois pro-life conference in oak brook during this segment miss o'connor explains that pregnancy resource centers face censorship and she outlines how the outcome of an important case will impact the protection of life right here in illinois
2: the other area that we have a lot of problems with is google and yelp right they're censoring us they've totally wiped out the ability to advertise for APR, the abortion pill reversal, and they are censoring pregnancy centers. And it's not fair. And I think it's gonna get to the point where they're gonna say, you can't have the word abortion in any of your advertising because you don't perform them, and you don't refer for them. But that would be ridiculous. I googled Land's End, because I was going on to get, take advantage of their sales. And do you know the first thing that popped up? L.L. Bean. Like, competitors put each other's words in for advertising. We're not even putting the word in abortion in to compete with the abortionists. We give out information about abortion. We make sure the woman knows so she can Im- make informed decisions that she knows all her options. Adoption, parenting, abortion. Here's the support services. Here are the risks. Here are the benefits, et cetera. Not of abortion, of parenting and adoption. Google and Yelp give us a hard time. And then finally, lawsuits. Uh, We're involved in several lawsuits. I can see this growing into the future. We have one in the state of Illinois. You'll remember your state passed law saying medical providers, even if they have a conscience right to object to being involved in an abortion, have to make a referral to a specific abortionist if a woman wants an abortion and they have to counsel her on the benefits and risks of abortion. There are no benefits to abortion. So to force a physician who is pro-life to counsel on the benefits for abortion is absolutely ridiculous. So that was enjoined right away. There's several lawsuits, NIFLA's involved, great uh, groups like Thomas More and ADF are involved. Many of you pregnancy centers were We're plaintiffs in the case, and it's been going on for years and years and years. It is in the motion stage right now. It still hasn't gone to trial. They've done expert testimony, et cetera. Everyone is watching this out of Illinois because the AMA, ACOG, has come out and said it's standard practice for OBGYNs to refer for abortion. Your conscience doesn't protect you from that. So if the court comes down and says that, you bet all the other states are going to follow along. It's a huge issue. So pray over that case. We also have a case in New York where New York passed a law saying no employer, with no exceptions, can discriminate based on reproductive health beliefs or activities. Meaning churches and pregnancy centers and other religious organizations can't even ask their employees, well, are you pro-life? What do you think about abortion? What do you think about contraception? If you've had an abortion, have you gotten healing for abortion? All that would be off the table, not allowed to speak. That has been appealed up to the Second Circuit. We're waiting on that. And then you all know the big case that we won in 2018, and we like to always keep reminding everyone of it, NIFLA versus Becerra, where the state of California passed a law compelling pregnancy centers to post a sign in their waiting room that basically said, California will provide you with a free abortion. Call us at this number, advertising for the abortion clinics. We brought an in injunction claim, ADF represented us. We lost at the trial court. Peeled to the Ninth Circuit. We lost there. They both said, Oh no, that's not compelled speech. That's for the benefit of women. Peeled it up to the Supreme Court. And my boss was like, They're gonna take it, they're gonna take it. I'm like, Tom, they get 8,000 appeals every year, they take 80 cases, the chances are it's not going to be taken. They took it! Yes! (laughs) And it was a First Amendment case, it really wasn't a pro-life case. The question was, can you compel someone to give a message that violates their beliefs? Can you compel pregnancy centers to give a message about abortion that violates their beliefs? And the Supreme Court, Justice Thomas, wrote the opinion, ruled in our favor, saying no, that violates the First Amendment. Mm -hmm. That case has been cited more than 150 times in other First Amendment cases since 2018. So it was a great case and a good reminder that God's on our side. That was a miracle. So Speak Out, Illinois. Love it. I want to start a Speak Out, Every State. Can we do that? Let's start it. Yeah. So I looked in the Bible. I'm like, okay, you're going to Speak Out. Let's see what God has to say about it. Do you know 3,000 years ago, a mother taught her son, who was the king, how to be a good ruler? And she told him, speak for those who cannot speak for themselves. Right? Proverbs 31. And for those of us who are not kings and maybe a little more nervous, like Moses, God saying, Moses, go tell Pharaoh this. No, no, I don't want to. I'm not good speaking. I'm really happy here, tending my sheep on the mountain. God so patiently said, nope, you're going. I'll help you. Finally, he said, go. Go. I will be with your mouth, I will teach you what to say. Go. So now every time before I do a media interview, especially a hostile one, I'm like, God, be with this mouth, please be with this mouth. God's got us and he's calling you. Just the fact that you're here at a Speak Out event, he's calling you and more to speak out. So Illinois is pretty tough. Illinois is really tough, right? There are other tough states. I live in one too, New Jersey. California, New York, Vermont is absolutely horrendous. You got it tough here and will Illinois ever be pro-life? Yes, it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. (laughs) That arc of justice is long, but it's coming. You're the land of Abraham Lincoln. When I was visiting a center down in Springfield, I got to go to the museum there And in preparing for this speech, I was going through my files on speeches I've given before. And I actually did a speech on what Abraham Lincoln would do about abortion in 1993, back when I was a spring chicken. I think I'm going to revive that because what he did for slavery, we need that kind of leader on abortion now. He said, if slavery is not wrong, nothing is wrong. We can substitute, if abortion is not wrong, nothing is wrong. I love Ronald Reagan did cite Abraham Lincoln in one of his speeches. He said, Abraham Lincoln recognized that we could not survive as a free land when some men could decide that others were not fit to be free and should therefore be slaves. Likewise, we cannot survive as a free nation when some men decide that others are not fit to live and should be abandoned to abortion or infanticide. So I just wanna leave you with this. And I was with my mother watching um, a news program and a, a little clip came on about violence of hope And it is violin creator, repairman in Israel, who somehow gathered 20 violins that were owned by Jews in Nazi Germany. And he pieced them back together and refurbished them. And now they are going on tour throughout the country, throughout the world. And they're coming to Chicago through October. And it's a little like museum of them and each violin has a story that goes along with it of their owner. And one of them that hit me the most was this couple, they ran a store, a corner store, and they had a violin. And one day the Nazis came and got them, stripped them, and made them walk down the street as everybody on the street was throwing things at them. Who spoke up? No one spoke up. If someone had spoke up, then maybe that would have happened. Now, 80 years later, their violin is speaking up and telling their story. And not only is there a museum with these pieces, then they put on a concert. Their violin is singing and telling their story 80 years later. So if we don't speak up, we'll be held accountable for that. Someone else will. It might be 80 years later, but someone else will. This injustice against the unborn will not be tolerated long.
1: Attorney Ann O'Connor during the 2023 Speak Out Illinois Pro Life Conference in Oak Brook. Please join the Illinois Family Institute and former U.S. Senator Sam Brownback for a special forum on the state of religious liberty Thursday evening, June 1st, at Jubilee Bible Church in Medina, Illinois. Senator Brownback currently serves as co chair of the International Religious Freedom Summit and is chairman of the National Committee. For religious freedom. He'll explain the threats against religious liberty around the world, around the nation, and right here in Illinois, and what Christians can do to counter those threats. For more information, click events at IllinoisFamily.org. Please support the work of the Illinois Family Institute and Illinois Family Action, and tell your family and friends about Illinois Family Spotlight. Until next time, stay healthy. Stay active, and God bless.
0: For more information about Illinois Family Spotlight, visit ifiaction.org. And to email questions and comments, do so at feedback@ifiaction.org. at